0: Well, hello church, this is John Garippa. I hope you're doing well and staying safe and self-quarantining. I'm talking to you again, this is on part two of the podcast that I delivered yesterday on the issue of biblical advice for difficult times. And I think this is important because the Bible speaks quite uh, clearly about how we are to uh, handle ourselves during these kinds of stressful times and how we are to seek God on an ongoing basis and how God will protect us. And so obviously I'm trying to uh, speak to you about dealing with fear, anxiety, and worry. Uh, and, and in fact, we, we have a reasonable grounds to have some fear during this health crisis. There's no question about it, but we don't wanna be overwhelmed uh, and so that we become paralyzed by it. That's not the way God has designed us to live. We are to walk uh, fearlessly with God, knowing he will protect us. Yet we are not to act foolishly or stupidly and defy really what God wants us to do, to be safe. Proverbs 29 verse 25 says that the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. So certainly there is a right and healthy fear of legitimate physical and spiritual danger. Uh, But we need to also remember that God has designed us as we walk with him to be safe. And so for those of us that walk with the Lord uh, and want to have a triumphant Christian walk, what does the Bible say about that? Well, Jesus spoke at length on that. I spoke about it yesterday, but I can reiterate it again in Luke 12, verses 22 to 31. And Jesus spoke to his disciples at length about not worrying about the future, not worrying about well, what what you would be doing or where you would be going or how you would be able to take care of yourself because as people of God, as children of God, Jesus indicated that God would take care of us. After all, he, he used the birds of the air and the field to show that Jesus took care and God took care uh, of those creatures and so if he took care of those creatures, why would he not take care of us in the same way? And so the Bible provides us with living examples of biblical heroes that battled these issues. Uh, One of the first ones that that rises up on this is David. And here's an example where David is fleeing from the army of Saul. And this went on for several years where Saul was trying to kill David because he hated David, and God protected him. And I want you to see what David said during these periods uh, of time when he was under assault. That's Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him. Out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. I love that last uh, line where David indicates that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear God. And that's really what I'm calling on our church to understand. That the angel of the Lord walks with us. He is surrounding us under the command of God. And so as we walk with God, as we have an ongoing communion with God, as we have a prayer life and Bible study with God, as we speak to him multiple times a day, you need to have the assurance that God is with you. He will provide for you. He will take care of you. You will not be abandoned. Look also, if you would, uh, to Psalm 40, verses 1 and 2. And David again says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me. And heard my cry, he lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. What a powerful image is that again of God uh, rising up to take care of his his children, even at a period of time when they were desperately in need of of some touch by God. Now, Paul, we spoke about yesterday. Uh, about how much Paul suffered in his life. And Paul has a passage for us as well. And you know that no one suffered as much as Paul did uh, in the New Testament. Perhaps only Jesus Christ did. And Paul really was imprisoned for multiple times. He was beaten. He was persecuted. He suffered a great deal. He was shipwrecked. uh, All for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet look what he says in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not only rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. And that's a passage that that I hope you will reflect on and pray on, because that last moment there, uh, we will set ourselves uh, on God. We will put our faith on him, Even as it relates to a possible sentence of death, we know that he is our true source of, of help. And so Paul faced many anxiety-inducing situations in his ministry and travels, but he consistently trusted that God would provide deliverance from these situations that were beyond human control. And the reason that he did that is he had an incredible ongoing prayer life. And that's what we need as these times get worse and worse. And more anxiety-producing and stressful, we need to rely more on God in our prayer life. Uh, And if you do that, you will see uh, marvelous results. Now, you know that Jesus himself was not immune uh, to experience anxiety because he was fully man. We know that the Bible tells us that Jesus was fully man, yet fully God as well. Uh, And so as he carried this body of a human being around with him, in that body, he suffered the kind of things that we suffered. Well, turn, if you would, to Matthew 26, uh, verse 37. And this is where Jesus goes into the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he will be arrested, put on trial, and then uh, be, be crucified. And so look at verse 36 there, Matthew 26, verse 36. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death stay here and keep watch with me. Now, can you imagine there's Jesus Christ himself being overwhelmed with sorrow and anxiety, Um, and he's praying to God to eliminate that sorrow and anxiety. And we know that in another uh, uh, position of scripture, it says that Jesus perspired uh, droplets of blood. And we know that that's an actual physical condition where people are under enormous stress, Um, actually have the blood vessels open up and uh, put out uh, uh, droplets of blood. It's an incredible situation. And yet, here's the point. If suffering had to be endured for a time, Jesus trusted that it was a necessary but brief step in the path to a permanent and glorious future that would save humanity. And I believe that that's something that we have to reflect on now. Is it not possible that God has allowed this condition to exist in this world so that many in this world would come to faith with Jesus Christ? Is it not possible that as people come to the end of the worldly pleasures and their carnal desires where they're forced to self-quarantine, that at that moment they will reflect many many for the first time of what it means to have an experience and a relationship with Jesus Christ? And might not these people look to us as the church Of Christ to see how we handle it and how we live and how we walk under these stressful times I believe that that's a a very real possibility and that's why uh, I believe that that God is in control of this situation and why I'm fully at ease that God will protect us and be with us and strengthen us and give us courage even as we go through these difficult times I want you to turn if you would to Philippians chapter 4 Philippians chapter 4, uh, and this is uh, Brother Paul again speaking ab- about the issues that he suffered, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, and here he says uh, to the church in Philippi, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God, and the peace of Of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The veritable peace of God will take over your hearts and minds as you pray. And give thanks to God. That's what he will give you. And furthermore, in verse 8, he gives you another prescription there. And he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about such things. And what a wonderful way that is to live our lives during that, that kind of stressful period. That you think about the greater things, about how God has blessed you and protected you and lifted you up in so many ways. And he's done that for all of us. Every single person in our church could have a testimony like that because we know that God has taken care of us. And I believe that he will continue to do that. Look at First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. And again, here's how we have to live in in a prayerful submission to God. Verse 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's what we have to do. Put it all on him. Lord, I, I bow to your throne, Father. I've given you my life. I want to be your hands and feet. And so, Father, even as I'm burdened by these cares and fears, Lord, I know you take care of me. I give them to you. And when you have that kind of prayer life, when you have that kind of faith, God will not abandon you. Uh, And so we want to give it to God. And so as we do this, it is only when we do this on a regular basis that we will understand that our loving God, our Father, wants us to experience true peace peace in our hearts and minds. He loves us and cares for us and wants us to cast our fears upon him. Prayer is a key to a stronger relationship with God and the very antidote uh, to worry and fear. This does not happen overnight, but rather as we mature in our Christian walk, each day we recognize that we need to rely on him in every aspect of our lives. And so when we no longer trust in our human capabilities, but instead rely exclusively on him and his will, our daily lives will be transformed. This is one of the very great blessings that God gives us in this life, in this world. And so I want to close, if if you would, uh, on Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it's Paul again uh, speaking to the church church In Rome on this subject and look at what he says there in verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I hope that's where we are today. Overflowing with the hope of God knowing that he would not abandon us, but that he will lift us up and protect us, that he will surround us with his angels, that he will be with us every step of the way, that we will be the shining examples to a lost world about what it means to give yourself to Jesus Christ. Yes, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, but yet we know that God is there for us in the end. And so church, let me pray with you as we close uh, this podcast. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the commitment of our people to you, Father. I thank you for their love. And now, Lord, I ask you to protect them. Put your wings around them, Lord. Hold them in your hands. Uh, Protect them in every way. And as you protect them during these difficult times, Lord, I ask you to give them peace and understanding so that each step of the way, they know that you are with them. We put all of this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Church, we love you. God bless you.